wizard, Harry. Ah! Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die! We know each other. He's a friend from work. Why? You can fight. Welcome to the When Harry Met Movies Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Harry Met Movies Podcast. My Harry's my dad. Dad. Hi, Harry. How are you? Good. Good, good. Well, today we're joined by another guest. Um, all the way from another. We, we do a lot of American guests, I've noticed. Do we? Yeah. Oh. We only had one from England. Um, pop all the way from America. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I'm really excited to be here and talk about the film. So tell us about you, tell us about how you got into podcasting, all about it and everything. I got into podcasting in this really strange roundabout way. I uh, am still in school. I'm finishing up uh, my college degree and I worked as an intern for a company. I was just supposed to answer emails and things like that. And I kept seeing emails talking about, you know, films or books. And I said, do you guys talk to these people? And the lady said, why don't you? So I said, I have no clue what I'm doing, but let's try it. So that was about a year ago. And as I've gotten closer to finishing my degree, which is in, you know, digital media and journalism, things like that, I created um, my own brand. It's called autoimagination.com because as you know, autism is something that's very close to both of our hearts. Um, And right now we have, let's see, we have Much More Much Here, which is from Alice in Wonderland. And that's kind of just um, an interview style, pop culture, films, books uh, show. I still do one show for the company, which is beunique.org. I do that every Sunday, the Sunday cinema show. But as we grow, we have to grow and, you know, we have to spread our wings a little bit. So we have much more, much here. We have life's a drag and we have, is this seat taken? And that's kind of just a round table where the, the four of us involved, we just sit and we talk about, you know, uh, things that are going on in the world, things that are going on in our lives. Um, most of us have children that are on the spectrum. So that is something that we talk about and it's just been a lot of fun, nerve wracking, but fun. <laughs> so you've been doing it like a year, like, like us then? Yeah, just a year. We're babies. Yeah. It surprised me. Like I, we have people on and sometimes like no. they've been doing it for like years and you just think like, no. it almost feels like, like you say, like, like we're babies compared to them sort of thing. Oh, they're just like the, like the gold to me. Just like the... Yeah. Like, they're like the gods. Yeah. It's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's pretty much it. And I really enjoy doing it. And I've, I got to talk to a lot of really interesting and cool people. Yeah, I, we, we think we've done the same, really, haven't we? Yeah. We've got, like, I, I'm the one, I use all the social media. Harry doesn't really use it. No. Um, but through that, we've met lots of people and... I if it was basically if it wasn't for the podcast and doing it on social media, like especially Twitter, 
like Harry's had, yeah. we've had an article wrote about our podcast and then this week Harry's had an article published in a magazine where he talks about film and stuff like that. Um, oh. So that's all come via the podcast and doing yeah. interactive. Isn't it? Online. I gotta crack open a Mountain Dew. That's I gotta one of my favourite drinks. Yeah, he is. But it is funny that we're able to talk to people that just the normal, you know, Joe or Mary on the street wouldn't be just because. Isn't that strange and fun at the same time? Yeah, definitely. And And the other thing I found at the beginning, I was very nervous. And then I realized that the people I'm talking to, they're just people as well, you know? So it's been it's been a, a journey. Yeah, I think Harry's found that, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, very weird journey sometimes. Yeah, but I think you've like you've got your confidence up as yeah, you. Yeah, I thought I hate the first episode. Yeah, he doesn't like our first episode because he said he's dead quiet. No, it's no, not just the first it's like the first five, maybe the ten, first ten. Yeah. Well, we, we just did our 50th not long ago, so... Yeah. Yeah, I would say sort of the first five to ten. Oh, our worst. And then we kind of changed how we did our format and stuff a bit and got, yeah. got our sort of rhythm together a bit. Yes, because we used to do one to two. How many episodes did we do about? Like, we did. We used to do more than one film in an episode, you see. Which, and then we realised that there was films where we could talk for longer about and we were missing out by, not, by yeah. rushing it. So now right. we changed it to one film an episode and we just... Talk about it a bit more. Yeah, let me do a couple episodes. Then. Yeah, yeah, we can have more. They'll, they'll last longer, won't they? Because we won't run out of films. Well, we shouldn't run out of films anyway. But watch us now that film. No, I understand what you're saying though, and it's funny talking. Don't feel bad about your first few episodes, Terry, because I there's one on the internet that I cannot figure out how to get rid of, where I thought it was the edited version. And it's not. So the first like three minutes is the sounds of the my background, me talking to the dogs, me talking to myself, just all things that you would edit out before you upload. <laughs> and I can't get it to go away. So it's there forever. And I just had to be like, you know what? It's fine. It's it is what it is. I think like well with editing that there was a few I mm. used to do that. I used to edit all the little bits out and all. then sometimes then recently we did a few where Harry's a bit, what? it's coming to it a bit hyper at the beginning and, and he's been babbling on and we haven't even started the podcast and I've kept them in because they're just as, to me, they're just as entertaining as a, a lot of the other stuff sort of like The random on. topics I get myself into. Yeah, when you start doing impressions and weird stuff like that. Yeah. Well, uh, so- yeah, and you'll be talking to the guest and, you know, you might have a conversation and you say, oh, I'll cut but then when you listen back to it, you're like, no, that was, that was really good. That's, 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 you know, touching or as long as for me, if I'm talking to someone in the, you know, that's promoting a film, I try not to do any spoilers. And if there's something that we talk about, that's even slightly spoilish, I'll take it out. But other than that, try to leave everything, you know, everything good and interesting in. Yeah. Right? We, we're lucky. We, it doesn't. We originally used to do a bit of a spoiler thing, but we don't really need to worry about that because most of our films are like <laughs> a good 20 years old. So my logic is if people are going to sit want to watch it, they've probably already seen it. Well, for everybody listening, spoiler alert, there's going to be tornadoes in this movie. That's it. In case 
Yeah. Which might give us a hint of what pill. So why? So for listeners, you picked Twister, haven't you? For us to listen, to, for us to review. Why did you pick Twister? Twister. I, I know you touched on it, its favorite film, but why is it? Twister film. It, it's a film that I can remember. Um, there's a few films that you really, really remember seeing at the theater. You know, uh, that's one of them. And for some reason, my son picked it to watch. You know, and they're not sponsoring this episode. We always have to say, but we watched it on Amazon. And as you know, he watched it repeatedly for like days and days. Something about it really drew him to it. So it's one of our our classic go-to watches. Now, with that said, I probably can't break down every single character in it because usually it's on and I'm doing other things. But I love it for a variety of reasons. One, it's that you know, late 90s uh, SFX, right? There's, I loved, love, love, love Bill Paxton, rest in peace. He He's one of my favorite actors, just an amazing uh, performer. And well, and there's a lot of young faces that are in, you know, more recent movies that you look and you go, oh my gosh, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. And also, the um, I lost my train of thought. This is what happens to me. So I, I love Bill Paxton. I love the the old school SFX, and I love the story of it. And oh, and Carrie always is in it. Hello. So it's just it's really well done. There's there's sweet moments. There's tense moments. There's funny moments. You know, it's just it's the total package. I really enjoy it. Disagree. It's so annoying moments. We'll talk about that when we have to talk properly about the film. Yes. So this is a bit where usually Harry asks the guest to recap the plot of the film. It doesn't have to be perfect, it doesn't have to be word for word. It's just the way I describe it is what you would read on the back of a DVD case, but you don't really mm-hmm. I can do it for sure. I am here to tell the story. And I am here for the food. But how many sentences will you give her? How many twists on the film? God knows. I'll say about four. <laughs> I can give you four sentences to recap the film. I've had I've done some in one, so four's quite a nice amount. You did no, you did one and a half for one of them actually. Cheat a bit. All right. So Twister is the story of a young woman named Joe. When she was a child, she lost her father uh, during a massive tornado. He was being a hero and he was rescuing the dog. And the door to the um, the storm cellar flew off, and sadly she lost him. But in losing her dad to a tornado, it sparked a lifelong interest in the phenomenon of tornadoes and twisters, as the movie is named for, how they work, and her goal, along with her husband, who she separated from has been to build some sort of machine that can learn about tornadoes in order to protect other people from losing their loved ones as she did her dad. She's a little, she's a little careless. She's a little too gung-ho. And this is just my opinion. This is maybe not the synopsis, but she seems to run, run towards danger. 
and separated husband, Bill, also his name, um, he kind of tried, always maybe balanced her out, but now he wants to get a divorce. So there's another lady that's along for the ride who just really, she can't, she can't handle it. So this, this merry group of tornado chasers are following the biggest tornado storm of, you know, current history in Oklahoma. And that's what the, that's what Twister seems to be about to me. It's fine. It's just a rough guideline. Sorry to interrupt this week's episode, but this week we are sponsored by Newsly, which is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web, web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the whole web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topics as specific as you like, from sports, science to fit movies to the Kardashians, anything you like. It'll find you the best articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, When Harry Met Movies, is there too. I start using it as my main default podcast app. It's much easier. So download and use Newsly for a free net from now at www.newsly.me or follow the link in the description of this episode and use the promo code HARRYMOVIES and it allows you to get a three months premium subscription. Personally, this app is great for Harry because of his dyslexia and it allows him to basically read articles on the web but you might not have been able to. So... As far as a sponsor and an app, yeah. this is one that our little podcast can get behind, isn't it? Yes. Thank you very much. Bye. Now back to the episode. Let's talk about the film. <laughs> oh, here, did you like the film? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. What did you like about it? I just like I just like the idea of twisters. <laughs> well, they are kind of as destructive as they are they yeah. are really yeah. they um it's weird because over here when we're watching it harry said like we don't really get them no you have to come to america for those <laughs> i'm not going to come to america now okay. is it something you've ever experienced they've been in the area but i've never been in one if that makes sense like you'll hear we'll get tornado alerts or you know and it's and such and such a town or, you know, this area. And it's kind of like, and we have discussions like what would we do and where's the safe spot in the house? But we've never had to go through it. We've gone through hurricanes, lots of hurricanes, which do spawn tornadoes, little fun signs that, but we've never been directly impacted by one, no. Have you got a tornado shelter? Not here. That's not something. Unfortunately, in Florida, the it's the Florida. the ground handy to really build uh, basements or you know storm shelters and things like that. Um, my sister lives in Missouri, and she does have one. She you kind of, she has a basement, and then like through the basements, like a little safe room. So that's kind of cool. now she has experienced tornadoes. She's not ever had anything destructive, thankfully, happen. 
Yeah. I knew a lot about the film when I first came in. Go on. Basically, because I went through this weird phase where I used to watch, I used to be obsessed with tornadoes, and I always used to watch the same clip of the film. When they first drive to see a tornado, I used to watch that clip over and over again because I was so fascinated by them. Mm. And that's when I first remember learning about tornadoes and watching the film, but I never realised it was the film. Yeah, you had watched this film before, Chris. Yeah, but I wouldn't remember. It's one of his mum's favourites, one of his mum's, like, sort of go-to films. I yeah. always think certain films fall into a category for me where they're, like, I would call it, like, a Sunday film, like, where you mm. put on it's nice. Because like, Sunday's, like, quite a relaxed day, I always feel, and it's, like, one of those films that you put on. And it's just... Oh, yeah. It's a perfect sort of Sunday afternoon film. No, it's a Monday film. It's chaotic. No. <laughs> He's got a point. He's got a point. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice to have films that you just kind of have. I have, I have a few that are like. <laughs> Someone wants to come say hello. He's making oh. You're being a pain. He's being a pain. <laughs> Are you, you're you're going to go play him. It's rare he comes over, so you, you should be on it. He's just been giggling his way over there. That's the thing. He just keeps on popping his head through there. And I'm saying, I just make him giggle on head off. <laughs> Playing the quiet game of us. Right. Should we go back to the podcast? <laughs> Who are you fighting? Yeah, we probably, well, we might do. Well, no, because people won't see him. So it's kind of the feature point. You said that he rarely comes over, so I bet. True. Yeah. Well, I feel, I feel honoured and blessed that he popped in. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did, people do say we should have him on the podcast at some point, but the only film he really likes is Jurassic Park. Oh. <gasps> I just watched, uh, not to digress, but I just watched uh, Jurassic World Dominion last night. Crazy. And I had a big smile on my face the whole time. So yeah, like a lot, it's got a lot of bad press Spoilers. that has, but I took Spoilers. I took his brother Oliver because he loves it so much. And he sat through it and he loved it. And do you know I came out of it thinking, yeah, it's not as good as the first one or whatever like that, but but it's it was enjoyable, it was good, it was the dinosaur movie. I'm not really sure what people are expecting. It's like to actually have like real life dinosaurs, they can't. I think they use more animatronics than the food. Yeah, it did seem to be more. It, yeah, because I think a lot of people mix. Sort of yeah. Anyway, right. I'm gonna to live up to the very first one because it was, it was innovative. It was you know groundbreaking. Yeah. But for me to see you know the gang back together, it, you know, and I'm very I noticed like little things like this. I saw all the little tiny nods to the original. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say anything because we don't do spoilers, but I don't, I get, you know, as someone who, who's into movies and who has written before, I saw the little plot holes. I saw the missteps. I saw where the story dipped, you know, I don't care. <laughs> it was a great, it was an enjoyable film, you know? Yeah. I always think there's like a lot of films for sort of like different categories, but I always think there's certain films that, but I would class as like blockbuster films and you're not going in there to be emotionally necessarily moved or thought provoked and stuff like that. You want to go in there and just be entertained. Um, right. I think certain like a Jurassic Park or something like that falls into that category and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. 
Right. And I always think I'm, films yeah. that are like dead pro- thought for broken, like people say like something like Shawshank Redemption is one of the greatest films ever, but you couldn't watch it every week. No. So it is a good park, you could sort of thing. You could watch something like that a lot more regularly, I feel. Right. Right. I mean, I didn't go into the Avengers looking to get educated, you know, but I can have it on a loop in the background while I'm doing homework or doing dishes or whatever, because it's it's enjoyable and it's comforting. Yeah. Yeah, because the Avengers. Which is what I was kind of referring to with Twister is the fact that it's like a that sort of film where it's, it just feels like a film you can just put on. It's, it's nice but the interesting, right. and entertaining sort of thing. The thing you learn from Avengers is how, how Thor looks. <laughs> yes, a lot well, of people are impressed with him. Right. And the other thing about Twister is you can you can pretty much come into it at any point and know what's going on. Yeah, I think this is one of those films I've done that probably I reckon I've probably watched this more in part than I have in full. Like it's what over here we have a ch- TV channel called ITV2, which is like not the main channel, it's like one of their like obviously their second channel. And it's kind of renowned for having like the Sunday films on a, a film on a night time and stuff like that. And this is on there quite a bit. So it's one of those films you turn over and you're like, oh, it's Twister and just leave it on. Right. And and like I said, and you can be at the beginning, the middle, towards the end, and you're like, it's a tornado movie. I know what's going on, you know? So that's what's great about it. I think mm. something you touched on before, um, I think when Harry was watching it, he seemed to enjoy it, was that little group of people is kind of a fun part of it like almost like a family but and then you have to jerk head which tried to be bringing them like the press and all that like oh yeah he did not bring like the whole SWAT team to take out a tornado which you didn't want oh you didn't like um oh I forget his name Harry Elway's character yeah. you didn't Jonas like I want to punch him in the face he sold out he sold out he went from being a scientist to being a, a business a corporate overlord there you go. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. But yeah, he, he was not a fan of him. So we usually we often ask you, would you most like to slap? I'm gonna guess straight away, but that's who I'm gonna like slap him and slap him and kick him fibers. Well he he tries to claim the man's idea for Dorothy. You don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So then he gets his comeuppance at the end. What? oh yeah, because he gets slots in his one and he probably dies. Yeah, I would assume he probably does. Yeah, I deserve him, mate. Well, I guess the uh, the SUV could have landed, you know, a hundred miles away, <laughs> safely somewhere. It's probably it's probably doubtful, but he's probably yeah. I did think as I was watching this, like you touched on before, that like, there's a lot of people in this that appear in other films that you didn't realize were in this. And for me, I recognize what Harry won't. But I thought, actually, as we start watching other films, he'll stop it. You might start because he does this a lot. And he go, where do I know that person from? I then have to try and remember which films he's seen it from. I do think this is one of those films where we'll go, oh, that's the guy from Twister. That was and he'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. This film. So funny. You're you're watching Twister and you're going, who is that? And you got your phone and your IMDbing, you know. And it's like, oh yeah, he was on. Okay. I mean, it's got Robert Patrick in it. It's got uh, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. Jamie Gertz, who um, you guys have probably seen her a lot if you've been covering some of the 80s movies. She was like the it girl back in the day. Yeah, I'm trying to think if we've actually seen her in anything yet. 
Because yep. she was in Lost Boys, wasn't she? Uh, Which we haven't. Lost that's a little intense. Um, maybe maybe watch that one with the lights on. I don't know how Harry is with scary films. I know Justin is not a fan. So I can't survive Jurassic Park so no. Yeah, but he Harry got scared more by Jurassic Park when his brother does when his brother's like six years younger than him. Yeah. So it, it is quite a, certain things just bother certain people, I guess. But, it's because it's literally just like right next mic. <laughs> Just jumps on the roof like it's Godzilla. Or King Kong, actually. What I did um, when I was looking into this, what I did find out is that it wasn't meant to be Bill Paxton, was it? Do you know about this? And no, but who else would they have that would have been better? It was um it was actually Tom Hanks was gonna be it. Okay. And um he he even yeah. he picked out the wardrobe that he wore in it. He put the he, 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 the main character from Big. Oh, yeah. And um, he picked out, like, he worked with the actors, he practiced scenes and all sorts of them. It got to that sort of stage. And then he decided that, well, this came out in 96, so that, this had been when he was starting to become a bit more of a serious actor, I think. And I think he just, he said he decided to go another route, but because he'd just done Apollo 13 with Bill Paxton, he yeah. suggested him. Oh, wow. Um, That's all. So I thought I was quite. Sometimes that works, and we've found out that quite a lot of roles like that. Where, like, I know in, in a few of the films we've watched, where John Candy's been approached for films, and he's often suggested Rick Moranis for the role and stuff like that. And Rick Moranis is, and it's always the roles that you kind of associate with Rick Moranis, like Honey I Shrunk the Kids and Ghostbusters. And that. A lot of those were suggested by John Candy, so I think there must be certain people that yeah. Hollywood listens to when they suggest actors. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine Tom Hanks. And Twister, and I can't. I think it's, I, but it's just, it's so Bill Paxton. If I think of certain things, you think of that specific person, and you hear that a lot. You hear like, um, oh God, I forgot his name, but um, uh, Michael J. Fox was not the first choice for uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. It was that oh, Eric Stoltz, and I think about that, and I'm like, no, absolutely, nobody else is Marty McFly except for Michael J. Fox. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite interesting when you when you look back at films. You're looking that you find to the like films. See, this yeah. for me. I watch Philip Seymour Hoffman's in this, and this, as much as he's, he went on to be an incredible actor. This is still one of my favorite roles he does. Yeah. So he plays. He's so, he's plays, so good. He's so lovable. Yeah, it, I think because he becomes quite a serious actor. No. And this it almost seems like it's one of the ones where he's. I don't know, maybe more himself or more having fun with the role sort of thing. I I think you're right. I think you can definitely tell when you're watching uh, a film or TV show that the person performing likes it, that they're happy where they are. They're happy with what they're doing. And my one of my favorite little moments is when uh, Bill and Melissa first get to uh, wherever Joe and the group is and Philip. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, Dustin, takes Melissa by the hand, and, like walks with her and like takes her over to the little chairs and umbrella. And she's just like looking around like a, a doe in the headlights. And he's just like, come on, you know, and it's just like, it's so cute. Yeah. And it's like a big thing for someone to do 
when another person is uncomfortable in a situation, right, is to make them feel like you absolutely belong. This is your chair. Have a seat. Let's relax. You know, yeah, I thought of it like that. Yeah. What's quite interesting when you were recapping the film, I don't know if Harry noticed this, but huh? you you told the film from Joe's point of view. <laughs> so you see her as the lead character. I kind of do. Well, but, actually is probably the lead character but yeah well, that's would... what i mean i also must saw it from his point of view yeah oh yeah when when you described it i thought well actually no the story is about her yeah i know what it seems the moment she looked up as a child into that you know into the heart of the storm till the very end of spoilers when she's looking up into the heart of the storm you know yeah, yeah. full circle my favorite scene, and sad scene. Oh, go on. My favorite scene is you know when they were like, oh, what's her name? Do you know is it her nun? Meg, Meg, is it? Meg, her? Meg. Is it a nun? Her, her, yeah. And they're like, we need food. Mm-hmm. You'll go to Meg because it's just really funny. Because like, if she asks like the, the mum, she just like gives them all food. Yeah, she asks like they're yeah. all her family, doesn't yeah. she? That's... Yeah, and the saddest scene is when the tornado destroys the house. And it's when you see Meg injured and the dog is, is stuck in that. Dog is in danger. Harry loves dogs at so anything. Yeah. Any, one of the first things he was about this film. Is the dog okay? Is the dog okay? Yes. Is the dog okay? We were watching it. <laughs> yes, the dog matters more. I think, to and be honest, then, if Meg had died and the dog was okay, you wouldn't have been too bothered. I would have so been sad about Meg, but I wonder what they did to the dog. Oh, they go like for the big, big tornado, they hit the dog with it. Well, yeah, because she goes for hospital. I knew we'd pick up on that. She goes for hospital, and obviously they go chasing the tornado. Did you see the dog again? I'm sure the dog was okay. Someone do we know what? Oh, if you pay attention towards the end, I think it's when the group comes up to where uh, Bill and Joe have strapped themselves in. Yeah. I think watch it again. If I remember, the dog jumps out of the truck. Oh, you yeah. do. I need to watch it again. Gone. He's he's gone to watch it again, but I'm pretty sure that I remember seeing the dog there at the very very end. But that it's funny you mentioned that Harry because I I know you were going to ask me what my favorite parts were, and that's one of them when she's on when Aunt Meg is on the stretcher, and she's like Bill, can you get I forgot the dog's name I apologize Sparky he's a little shaken up she's shaken up but she's worried about you know about her about the dog and he sure did go back and get the dog didn't he oh the yeah. whole, whole house collapsed yeah I mean, literally the house collapses just as they get out I that's what i'd be like if they have it open i'd be like i don't i might be i might be dying but i don't care go get opie yeah, yeah. His, his dog's called opie <laughs> that's what you're gonna but no yeah and i do the same isn't that uh the a character art for or a character um just description of meg you see her cooking what ten steaks and eggs and for eggs, and you also see her worried about her dog, and you also see her telling Joe go chase the storm. So her character is one of a a, a loving woman who wants to take care of and wants the best for her family, which is this group of. Little rapscallions. <laughs> These little stories. No, yeah, definitely. I think this is one of those films that kind of feels nice because of because it's kind of like a family. Yeah. And it's, so you care 
really, I sounds the Twister part's entertaining and it's exciting. It and stuff like that. I don't think that would work without that group, yeah. like that core group, because they've all got like a very distinctive. Yeah. You person. can see that's the guy that gets picked on. You can see that's like the kind of sort of crazy one or whatever like that. That's like no. the clever one. And stuff. So you've got the music one, map people up, and the and the small ones. The music one is my favorite character. So yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I'll say if he ever gets hurt, I'm gonna be angry. Oh. He's my favorite. Do you Frank. think if if you went to a cinema now? Yeah. And this was on. Yeah. And you came out. Would you be happy you paid for yes. this? Dog. I'm Dulce. I think that the map guy, uh, Alan Ruck, Rabbit. Rabbit is good. Rabbit is wise, right? He's been in a lot of, I want to say, um, oh, he was, um, oh gosh, he was uh, Cameron from um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I oh, forgot yes. about Yeah, I, I know you mean. We haven't watched that yet. That's one of the ones that because cool. we've been doing the film, this podcast for about a year there's certain okay. films that are purposely holding off that to me are big films of the 80s and 90s because if we do them all too soon what are you going to do then we're doing ones that maybe people don't necessarily know yeah. um, so like next month with it being our birthday month we've got four quite big films that we've never done so like well three of them are anyway didn't watch one of his mum's picked and that's the surprise one we're not telling anyone until it comes out um Aww. but we do we've just just recorded big oh well, we're gonna record big tomorrow sorry um okay. indiana jones and et which are some we haven't of the, watched those yet. which he's never watched so and we haven't watched them yet so it'll be quite interesting to see the to what big too. but fairest viewers day off is one of the ones that i was I, it's on the list of like i have like a list of general films and i have a fifth list of like Ones that I want to like spread out a bit. Yeah, for sure. Eat in a long time. I would say probably, probably like twenty years. It's been a long time. My great grandmother, uh, my grandmother took my great grandmother when it originally came out to see it at the film at the movie theater, and my great grandma fell in love. She had little figurines. She had stuffed animals. She saw the film. I don't remember how many times. Just something about that film resonated with her. So that was kind of, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's a nod to Spielberg and a nod to the writers. It's, it's a great film. I'll have to watch it. And then I can listen to you guys talk about it. There you go. See, that's, I think I'll be, I'll be intrigued to see his reaction to that. Which one? E.T. I want to watch it though. Because I've seen a lot of the scenes. And then when you get on the bike and all that, and the finger. Does he die? It's different than all the little clips and memes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. If he gets through it, I will probably cry because I don't cry at people dying, I cry at animals dying. You'll see when you see what happens. Like what well, I did also find out when I was reading about Twister, mm-hmm. this was the first ever film to be released on DVD. Now, I don't know if I was just here. Mm, possibly. Twister or ET? Sorry? Twister or ET? Twister. Really? Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know if I was just in the UK or whether it's like a general thing, but it would oh. have been around that time, wouldn't it? Because if it came out of a cinema in 96, DVD started to hit late 90s, so it does sound about right if you think... You would think E.T. and Jones. No, because they went back and started releasing older films as DVDs became more popular. People wanted the older films, but I think it would have just been 
the new releases would have been the first ones that got put on it. True. True. Yeah. What was quite surprising, I tried to explain to Harry, but around this time, Hollywood did a lot of things where there was a lot of these sort of films, wasn't there? It was like Armageddon and Deep Impact and Volcano. And there's another one that's like, oh, um, Dante's. But Twister didn't have it didn't have a, a double one because a lot of them were like doubled up weren't they two would What's come that? out um so like armageddon and deep impact are both about meteorites okay hit the earth dante's peak and volcanoes obviously both about volcanoes erupting Ooh. and twister was another one that came out and usually there was like this phase where it's like both studios seem to two studios seem to release a similar sort of film and this kind of fell around that time Four studios i can't remember different okay. ones i need that another good one. Yeah. Speakers, one i kind of want to do that as a thing where we try and do with two back to back and see so we can compare them as well like oh that. like a comparison oh. show yeah movie wars there is a t- there's a podcast called movie oh. wars so we can't really steal that we can ask them to borrow their name you could ask them to come on yes there you go but you're right it's and those films that you mentioned they were actually done well A lot of times it'll be, I don't know, let's say the film is called Disaster. And then you've got this low budget, you know, cheap production company that makes like, you know, another one that's just like. Like trying to cash in on it. Yeah, they try to cash in. And there's a whole thing about like, I don't know if it's piracy or not, but it's definitely like copyright infringement. They'll take the images from like the cover art and things like that and change it slightly to use yeah. it on there. Yeah, there's a whole- I've watched a lot of bootleg films. So what I quite like in Twister is, it's gotta be mentioned, I like, and you know, when you were watching it, it's the fact that you were asking about the cow, because I like that bit where the cow's just going around. Yeah, so yeah. And then he's like, she's like, there's another one. He's like, no, I think that's the same cow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so did they kill the cows? And then they said, yes, they did. So I like how like the whole machine that they create as well. Thing. How they work out like, why it's not working because they're just trying to chuck it into a thing and it doesn't quite. I wonder why the door thing. I wonder if the cow was Easter because in the in the film doesn't door when she goes in the tornado. It's not a cow. Are you on about Wizard of Oz? Yeah, it's not a cow which goes in the tornado. I don't know. Maybe we haven't watched Wizard of Oz yet. I know, right. but it would make sense because of where she is because she's in yeah. Kansas and it would make maybe sense. that. Would- that was a nod from Twister to the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, because obviously the thing is called Dorothy for that reason, isn't it? I assume it's I'm betting because Dorothy's on a farm, isn't she? Yeah. And I think there is a you see a scene where the cows probably is. You're probably right. I, I've seen I've seen a lot about it. I've seen that backstory and I watch a lot of films. But like obviously for us we like so we don't get twisters, so it's kind of, but it did kind of feel like we were there. But yeah, you kind of got the fear of it almost because, like, yeah. you were like, oh, you know, why are they so bad and stuff like that? Or because they go into the middle of it, don't they? I, yeah, I didn't get why. And it, you were like, why are they so scared? I was like, because you've just got, it's pretty, so powerful, you've got no control pretty, over it. You're not, this is actually a pretty good educational about Twister because they do tell you a lot about them, don't they? So they tell you how, like, what they can do and all that. Especially the, like, because I think his new wife tells him that, what is what about a level five or something? And then there's yeah. a level five that's just like it's pure black. And you're like, what? And it just yeah. tears everything. So I like a bit of... Yeah. 
Well, I think, doesn't it have to do with like the wind speed and that's what causes damage and things yeah. like that? Yes. I like the bit when they go into the barn as well and they're running men, they're literally running away from the, the thrifter coming yeah. up. And they cut it... the door and it's just like full of knives and it's like what the fuck? Because you were like, who lives there? Why would they have all that sort of stuff? And I was like, because it's a farm, so they use those. But and, and he's just like, no, we're not staying in this room. Because this could be literally it'd be like a death trap, wouldn't it? And also like twister just like shoots on objects with the windows, like it you feel like it's an actual item because it shoots like wooden things and especially when is it like the movie that the movie sets Oh, when they're at the yeah. drive through thing. And like, I love, I, I keep just saying this when I think I, I can't remember what the film's called when I watch it, but I close know a couple of scenes. And like, the tornadoes come in their way and it, they, it, it destroyed the thing right as it was in the scene of Here's John, I think. Oh, the watch was shining. Yeah. And it was like, it's like, here's tornado. <laughs> it just, just, it just destroys the whole place, just chucks the car like it doesn't care. And then they go into the garage, don't they, underneath God, it? God's having a baby fit about it. It's like the pit of yeah. the garage. Because you were like, why are they going under? Why are they going in there? And it's like, because in yeah, theory, that's about the safest place around, wasn't it? Because it's not that ground level. True. I wonder how, like, if you... I wonder if, like, if they could destroy stone, if they got powerful enough. I don't know. We don't, just, like, I say when we don't have experience of them. It destroys metal. I think it could rip things up. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what the... Yeah. Well, I mean, given enough power, it could definitely knock down, you know, brick buildings or yeah, buildings built out of cement. It it all depends. That's that's why I think tornadoes are as fascinating as they are scary because they're unpredictable, I guess, maybe. And also their strength is just off the chart. Yeah. It always makes you realise how yeah. powerful nature is, things like that. I it's just think. like God's having a temper potential. <laughs> well, the thing about tornadoes is you can imagine your neighbourhood, right, where you live. The tornado can maybe knock down your neighbor's house and leave your house alone or knock down two houses across the street and not touch anything else. It They're just, I guess, erratic and, and predictable. No rhyme and reason when it comes to nature sometime, unfortunately. Yeah, I suppose it's where, like, say, like a flood or something like that, yeah. it's generally going to damage pretty much everything around. Yeah. So, because, like, even in this, when they're watching it and, and he's kind of like, he, he, I think he's on the radio to uh, Jonas saying, like, you need to move, you're going to get hit by this because it's changing. And the yeah. guy doesn't believe him. Yeah. Because he's like, no, 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 it's going from like A to B. And he's like, no, it's not, it's move, it's changing. Because, like you say, as much as, he knows about they can kind of work out a rough path maybe of them to try and it only takes like a slight change in wind or something like that, and it can redirect it and yeah because you've got things they even when they have things in it they don't keep the things mostly they mostly throw them don't they so like you got things it's just where wind so like say a slightly there's just a slight tiny breeze could knock it off it's set path which is why it's so scary because it one could just be going down there and then it, a slight wind could just hit it this way right can't do anything. Plus, also, like you say, it, they collect, like it shows them a thing, they're picking up like SUVs and all sorts of stuff. And obviously, they could just come oh, out and cause just as much damage as right. the twister hitting you yourself, yeah. sort of thing. Oh no, my new Tesla. <laughs> new Tesla. <laughs> well, 
that's why I think Twister is such an important movie as well because that was what 1996 you said 1997 yeah I would I wouldn't I don't think that like tornado knowledge has advanced as you know as as astronomically as we would have liked it to because i feel like we're still having yes maybe i think the the what do you call it the alerts come a little bit a little bit you know more in advance but we still don't understand it and i feel a hollywood picture with big actors that uh, almost 30 years ago, right? Yeah. Might make people think, huh, maybe we should look into this whole tornado thing, huh? You know, like, I, I feel like they're kind of only front page news when they're destroying neighborhoods, right? Yeah. It's like a lot of things like that, isn't it? Like bad news uh, is not much for papers. It's not like the research into it wouldn't make the... To figure out how to stop tornado. No, tornado destroyed every, a whole country. Yes. Yeah. Only one would make the news, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, in Florida, and I don't remember what year it was, but there was a really, really bad hurricane that wiped out uh, the homestead area down uh, near Miami, I think. And that put into, that started the conversation about uh, building homes differently, you know, building them hurricane proof, having a uh, better structures better windows you know things like that so i feel like i mean maybe maybe out in kansas or oklahoma where tornadoes are more common it is a conversation and i just don't know about it but i would hope so you know mm -hmm. hey can you see if the coffee's here please 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 thank you i need the coffee i need my coffee Oh, not here yet. But, you know, maybe there's conversations that happen that we don't know about. So, yeah. Well, I feel we should. I think, I think we should. Maybe now we've got this podcast right. out there, we'll, we're bound to be involved in these conversations. Make it next show idea. What's up with tornadoes? <laughs> <laughs> so. you, you mentioned the, um, the, the drive-in scene, and that is one of my favorite scenes. Just because I love the imagery of it tearing bit by bit yeah. the movie, and then the people running. But also, I love when they had to drive through the house. I don't know why. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It's like I love then, like, how obviously that kind of like tornado's passed and the kind of like, there's like that slight lull, and then they realize where it's going. Mm -hmm. like, and obviously that leads into the scene where they go back to Meg's and she and it because suddenly it dawns on them that yeah. when it leaves here where it might actually end up going and it's like that panic and, it, and, that, Meg, and it, as you're watching you think oh no sort of thing because you click where their where their minds but then are going. Meg only knows it's coming but because she has all those like wind chimes and all that which I'm, I'm surprised that doesn't you have the name is insane though how loud that'll be people find wind chimes quite soothing do they yeah hmm. Well, isn't that isn't that what kind of gave Joe or did give Joe the idea to put the little flaps on the yeah. sensors it's from on, her? On the yeah, from down, isn't it? Yeah. So rather than I'm just being scattered in more flow sort of thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Makes more sense. My other favorite part, I mean, I love the whole movie, but there's a funny little bit at the beginning 
where Bill has just come to uh, where Joe and the group are to get the papers signed, right? Mm-hmm. And something happened, and Bill jumps into Joe's truck to drive, yeah. right? And they're arguing, and he's looking at her, and she calmly says, can I drive? And he goes, no. And she goes, well, would you? And that's when he's, like, off the road. It's just such a cute little bit of dialogue. And then, because it's like, it's like action, action, action. Little dialogue, action, 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 action. If he has too much action, I think he'd be like. Well, it's funny, as you've broken talking about scenes, the big scenes that everyone seems to like aren't aren't really anything to do with the twisters. I like some twisters. All the interaction, doesn't it, between the characters. I think maybe that's why the film... I personally think the film, like you say, it's coming up to like 30 years old. It holds up so well because... There's no like pop culture references, isn't it? Yeah, we always say that like, if a film's got a lot of pop culture well, at the maybe, time... Maybe The Shining... It often dates the film. Maybe The Shining might be one. No, because that's no. just a popular film. Yeah. But and at the time, it was an older film. Yeah. It wasn't like it was out that year or anything like that. Yeah, it's an older film the... then. Yeah. And sometimes those those films age better because they're not. Well, I think that's a, a that's something that you uh, some trouble that you'll you'll run into if, like you said, a lot of pop culture. If there would have been like, well, it's ninety six, so if there would have been like you know, in uh, sync posters on the wall or things like that, right? Yeah. It you call that it would date it. It would date it. But aside from the vehicles and the fact that nobody had cell phones i mean other than that but i suppose even now they could potentially as much as they would use cell phones the radio system that they're using between them would probably could potentially still be used anyway because because think, it's less likely to be interfered with maybe no because you think the twister knocks out all the cell so i mean your phone would do anything so. and i suppose for vehicles people oh, cool. would potentially still drive similar vehicles or I would drive. So I don't imagine they're going to st- stop driving like a, a Tesla. Yeah, like a Tesla. Like, uh, like, well, if you're chasing, if you're chasing, I imagine from what you gather, there's not a hell of a lot of money in what they're doing, unless right. sell out sort of thing. Because they don't. I get the impression they almost live day to day sort of thing. It's not like it's a. It's not like they're suddenly earning millions of pounds doing what they do sort of thing. Yeah, maybe for their the- hope is that the research is what. That's what's important. And you're right about the vehicles too. Actually, um, Joe's truck in this film, when I watched it again, it actually sparked an idea for, for me to do. Um, but you're right. They would have, and they would have sturdy vehicles. They would have pickup trucks. They would have vans, you know, but they'd also be battered and dinged, not necessarily because that's all they could afford, which probably is the case, but also because they're driving over cornfields and they're, you know, they're on dirt roads and they're getting beat up. And so, it, yeah, it's timeless. It, I think it would per- make perfect sense to release it today and people wouldn't really know. Yeah. Should we get on to the rating? rating? Yes. So, I talk a lot. This is what you get for having another host on. <laughs> we always, whenever we get, we have guests on. Generally our episodes are about half an hour. We always... With guests, we always just let them be however long. Feels. It's like two hours. Yeah, we've had ones, we've had ones that are like an hour. We've had ones that are two hours. And to be honest, I don't know about our podcast is just done for Harry's confidence and for us spending time together and yeah. meeting new people. And it's never really been. All right. 
we're never, we don't, even like our normal episodes, we don't go right. I don't edit them and go, right, it's got to be half an hour. If it's 35 minutes or 45 minutes, that's fine. Right. It's just whatever I feel is right. right. And the way I see it, if people are listening, they're probably either going to listen or not. And like I listen to a lot of podcasts and I don't really look at the episode length. I just put it on and if I have, if I'm then stopping doing whatever I do, I just pause it and then come back to it at a later date. So we're never, we're never restrained by time. So don't worry. Right. Oh, good. I have to ask, who's in the pictures behind Harry? Which one? Oh, on the wall. Um, yeah. When we've been to Comic Con and stuff. So, like, you can't take them it's off. Fine. So, like, various different actors. What did you do? Through. Sleep a bullet? No, like, <laughs> bonding strip things. Um, that's okay. So, that's, that one's um, a guy from Misfits, but he's also in Game of Thrones. Okay. Have you seen Game of Thrones? I saw the first season. I read the books, and since he didn't, you know, feel inclined to continue writing the books, he, I he, play, he plays Bolton Ram. Okay. Plays, um, then we've got Warwick Davis, who plays Wicket in Star Wars and I Willow. And, an e-book. Um, yeah, woman in cop. You won't know. That, that's an English person. We've got... Um, I, I like Smallville, so I've got Lex and Superman from... Oh. Moreville. You've got Neville Longbottom. Got a lot, a few Lord of the Rings actors. Neville Most Longbottom. Of the Hobbits we've got. Yeah, and I've got, I got them with you. Yeah, we met Andy Circus as well. Where's that picture? Uh, that was cool. Um, but yeah, we go to. There's a Comic Con near here. It's called Wales Comic Con, but it's not in Wales. Hmm. Uh, we're not it's, going this it's year. It's moved due to. Yeah, we're not going this year because we've. Well, no, we went in April. Yeah. We usually go twice a year because it's on twice a year, but we're going to Harry Potter tour in london instead okay last time i lost my wallet and i had them yeah you lost your wallet but you didn't lose any money so that's what matters yeah we've all lost our wallets or and phones have or you lost yourself out of bike you're in donkey camp no well i yeah yeah but most of us have only just got internet banking in the last sort of few years he locked himself out was it because he was in a panic he then locked himself out of his internet banking on the day as well but it's all dealt with mate and also we have the yeah, elf from lord of the ring and he's the best nicest actor you watch lord of the rings lord of the rings yes um oh, i can't think what his name is off the top of my head but it's the guy it's now you've got the elves that come to help helms deep to help and you've got the main elf that leads the army with a lot obviously oh oh i love him what is how, how do you am i stuck in the wall yeah, it's Haldia, his name is. Wasn't he also in Harry Potter? He played um, Draco's dad? No, no, it's a different actor. That. Draco. Oh, not- he, um, we met him and he's really nice. Aww. And he gave us two. Yeah, he gave us. He gave Harry a separate picture of his own. And for free. Because yeah. he's one of the nicest. But yeah, we've met quite a few. It's yeah. it's, it's nice to do it. Mary and Pippin, which was? Yeah, we've met um, Mary, Pippin and Sam. Have some of the free hobbits. We just and, need to get Frodo. And uh, is Frodo just trying to go to more in America? There's San Diego Comic Con in like a, a week. Let's move to America. That's fine. Yeah. That's how we go to San Diego Comic Con. Is it? Look at And you have to either you have to like know somebody or you have to be right there on the website. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like a, every either but you know what we just had megacon in orlando i want to say maybe last month and i'm going to call him neville longbottom because i can't remember his real name he was there and he was right next to nathan fillion 
There's a picture of Dad, no. Neville. Dad, the laptop's yeah. right above my head, please. Stop. So, back in. Nathan Fillon's a cool one to get. Yeah, they were, my brother was there and he was sending me pictures. And I'm like, I said, go tell Nathan that I'm single. And he says, I'm not going to do that. And I said, well, go take a picture of him for me. And he did. And Neville, what is his name? I'm so sorry. Matthew Lewis yeah, yeah. was right. Um, and I was like, oh my God, go tell Neville Longbottom I'm single. <laughs> so it was just like, he was he was there for his his friends. Um, they were in the artist section, but he just got to wander around. And I'm like, please, vicariously, let me see. So that's pretty cool. I was like, that's Orlando. But to me, Orlando was Orlando. But to other people, Orlando is Orlando, you know? So Orlando. That, by the way, going back to Twister, since we, I'm sorry, we got so far off. Um, back when Twister first came out and for a bunch of years after at Universal Studios in Orlando, they had the Twister experience. You went and I want to say that there was, it was like you were in that turned on its side house, like where the windows oh, were. Cool. Yeah. And then you came out an area, kind of open air, but kind of still enclosed where they blew the wind at you. And there was like little water droplets as if it was, you know, it was really cool. I'm it was cool. He's going to YouTube that now. No, because out. what I do is I've, I've got two YouTube to watch. Um, yes, the world and the Funkland. And the Funkland was about banding theme parks and stuff. And yes, the world is about like Disney park and filmmaking and all that. And I love watching the videos and I just want to just let them play. I know a lot about banding things like Jurassic Park. Well, Universal is still there, but... Um... It was called the Twister Ride. Oh, it was in 1998. I'm sorry. So it took them a... But you know how they do that. They make the rides off the popular films. Yeah. But it, it was a lot of fun. I'm going to send this to you. I just found a video. <gasps> and then... And then you down the route. There it is. So I'm so sorry. So what did you say you were saying? We have to do the, the, the wrap-up, the rating? The rating, yes. So we usually rate it out of five. The way we see it is five star films aren't necessarily the greatest film ever, but we always like our first, to give you an example, our first five star film was Mrs. Oh, Doubtfire. Oh, we said as a film, that's a perfect at what it wants to be. And that's how it's because to me, something saying it's a five star film doesn't have to be like, like I say, it doesn't have to be most beautiful, great, most visually best film whatever it just has to do what it does and do, do it right sort of thing that's how we judge them anyway don't yeah. we right well if yeah. you go in with expectations that are given to you from the trailer or from what you read in the trade magazines and you get a story that you were promised for lack of a better word yeah well done so who wants to go first i always go last so it's up to you do you want to go first, Harry? Yeah, I'll give it a solid 4.4. .4. I and do you, that now. Just Harry to... does this thing where he likes to say a solid and then picks a number that isn't solid in my eyes. But, just to annoy me, I think. No, but the more you go on about the more I'm going to do it. You need to know that. Well, I'm going to give it a solid 4.8 and a half. No, but I'm going to give it like a 4.8.
only because there's two things that bother me about the film and they're so uh, they're so minuscule they're so inconsequential but I can't stand um, Melissa the character Melissa her southern accent horrible and I don't know why they couldn't have let Jonas keep his British accent he sounded horrible with the southern accent as well so if I complain about anything in the film yeah it, it would it would have to die the dialogue and the, the voice coaching or I just don't understand why that was a choice they made but overall I would give it a four. <gasps> a solid yeah. four? Yes, because I do actually do solid numbers. I'm not like Carrie. <laughs> but that gives it a 4.4 overall, which is like I'm... still like a high film. Okay. I always think anything like sort of four and above is like, well, we always say anything three is a good film. Four is like, like, Put like a very, you know, it's a film that we'd recommend and we'd always go back to and stuff like that, mm. which I think this is a perfect example of that. Like we touched on that it is literally a film yeah. whenever it's on. And like I said, it's one of his mum's films that there's this one. and there's probably Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves and stuff like that. But when they're on, she will, if if it's halfway through, she I've known her to just stop. I go, oh, Twister's on. And it'd be like halfway through or like, even like with 20 minutes to go, she just leaves it on for those 20 minutes sort of thing. And to me, you can only do that with a certain sort of quality of film. So I think 4.4 is quite a nice score for it. Yeah, a solid 4.4, you mean. Mm. Now, before we go, we always like to ask a few extra questions. So yeah. what is your favourite film? Is it this or is it something else? Does I, that do the greatest? Yeah, it's like your favourite film. I always think there's a difference. I don't like to say um, that I have one specific favourite film. I have a top five or a top 10 that pretty much stays um, and I will add as something really blows my socks off um, right now my favorite film up until I think I want to say 2019 was Highlander mm. which if you guys are going to watch it you know that you have to fast forward past a certain part um, but for what it is when it was made, it was my favorite film for the longest time until Avengers Endgame. Now, Avengers Endgame would be that movie, like we talked about, that I can put it on anytime. And I've seen it probably 200 times. It's still good to me. So I love Highlander. I love Avengers Endgame. Um, Kung Fu Hustle is a favorite. Twister is a favorite. Jurassic Park. Uh, is a favorite and final final destination three is that's kind of my my top what's the first film you can remember watching oh, i remember it was after a girl scouts camping trip e I don't remember the first film out of theater, but we, I do remember the first film that I remember watching that made an impression on me. Uh, it was an old film and it was on television. It was called Last Unicorn. Do you remember that? The last, the last Unicorn. It was animated, kind of scary. I don't think you've ever seen that. I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever seen it. 
It's probably the very first one I remember. But we kind of grew up poor, so we didn't go to the movies a lot. So, <laughs> so if it was on the the Sunday, you know, the Sunday show, church, we could watch it. But yeah, that's probably the first one I remember. What's the first film you can remember, Harry? Don't ask me that question, Mum. You know what? See, my first film is actually my earliest memory. That I can, that is distinct. Like my first film is Return of a Jedi. I can't remember. As in, like, but I know I'd seen the others because I knew the story. But that's like it's like my earliest memory. Do you memory. remember what remember being first... in the cinema watching it? Do you remember what my first film was? Your first film in the cinema was. It was so... Wreck It Ralph. Was it? Yeah. Oh. I can't remember what my first film was because. What's I... weird? I think Oliver's first film might have been Wreck It Ralph too. No, it wouldn't have to be. It won't have. At the cinema. Mm, it might have been. So it's it's quite weird that that just happened to be out there. I mean, what's what's the best film you've seen this year? Oh, that's easy. Because well, no, that's not easy. But I did see an amazing film. It was actually filmed in uh, South Africa. It's called Glass House. It's um, a post-pandemic type. Ooh. It's very good. Um, I would say it might be M for Mature, but it was really well done. Um, it's called Glass House. And it's probably one of the favorite, my favorite things. And I've seen a lot of films this year. And God, if anybody listens and goes, oh my God, I'm sorry. I loved your film as well. But Glass House is the one that I was watching and I went, holy, oh my God. Everything about it is stunning. But it is it it does have adult themes at points. So I tend watch to, it. I tend to watch a film and see whether how is it both acceptable. But then I realised that I've watched like I watched all like films like Aliens and Terminator and you may Terminator. the original It and Pet yep. Cemetery and Poltergeist way before I was old enough to technically watch them. You may watch Terminator and it scared me. Yeah, he's watched for Terminator. That's another one. You may watch Planet Apes and I scared that scared me. Except from the except from yeah, we're going with a new Planet of the Apes. Except from Bad Monkey and the big orangutan. You haven't watched the original. We're going to watch the original Planet of the Apes. He's never seen that. But he knows the end, which is the spoil. Huh? What's that? He's watched. He knows the end to the original Planet of the Apes, so he knows. It's such an iconic scene. He's probably seen it on. It's recreated so often in other stuff. Um, I do. I think I don't remember. I do know what the what. I don't know what the ending scene looks like. I know what. I think I have seen. I've heard bits about it. Like the end. I've seen a bit about like the Statue of Liberty and someone I think they bought it, but they didn't. They bought it from another film and stuff. I can't remember. I've seen the clips of it. I might have. Thank you, monkeys. So, my, where can our listeners find you? Where's the best place to? Louise Obviously, you're on Twitter. You're active. You're on Twitter quite actively, I think. Yes, you can find you can find me on Twitter. It's at Win Duffy, G W Y N Duffy. Um, our website is automagination That's A U T I M. Hold on, how do you spell automagination? A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org. And in retrospect, we probably should have had a shorter website title. But auto-imagination, it's like autism and imagination. 
And you can find all of our shows there. You can also um, find my Sunday cinema show at beunique.org, B-U-N-E-K-E.org. Um, I'm on Instagram. I think it's at Glenn Buffett as well. That's it. There you go. Thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Even though it has- Sorry, that was just probably just roaring. I'm all back. But, You've lost control, sir. <laughs> yes. It's not it's not easy with a six-year-old who's hyper just because he's a six-year-old. And then Harry responds to him. Cool. Yeah. But hey, I got lucky that it's been quiet. Nobody's barked. Nobody's made any noise. There's still no coffee, but you know, it is what it is. Should not just make coffee at home. Well, okay, so listen. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'm out of coffee. So rather than go to the store and get the coffee and the creamer and make it, I was lazy and I ordered it. Not going well, I was it? No. Yeah, and the the joke, the gag is that I'm going to have to go to the store probably and buy coffee. So I don't drink tea or coffee, so it's just... Where did you get the coffee from? It's called uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, I've heard of that. They call themselves Dunkin' now. But it's like um, like a DoorDash or a kind of thing. Yeah, we it, we have it over here. It's not it's nowhere near as big as it is in America. I don't do it. I do. No, because Americans are fat and lazy. I'm I'm gonna tell you that straight up. We are lazy. But um, yeah. So that's that's a massive huge thing here. Food delivery. But it's a fun. I'm I always love to talk about my favorite films and and. I think what you guys are doing is great. Thank there's, you. There's mini donuts to shop on. Oh. He's talking about donuts. Though. Getting this in Tesco's the best. Tesco's yeah. donuts are not the best. Tesco's is like a supermarket. That's British. Yeah. Tea. Right, should we say bye to the listeners? Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. So long, partner. You stay. I go. We are so glad you came. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye. Bye bye. Remember, please discard all candy wrappers and popcorn containers in the nearest trash receptacle. Thank you. Okay, bye bye now. <laughs>